Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to Just James! It's your host, James. I got my beautiful co host, Thomas, next to me. For those of you new to my podcast, Thomas is my plant and my best friend. Move aside all my other real friends. Uh, Thomas is here. He's beautiful. He is the brains of this operation and he is loving life at the moment. I, um, on Sunday, got some new soil. I bought soil a little while ago. And it was cheap as chips. And now I know why it's cheap as chips. It's because it's cock soil. And um, it's it's like my plants have been really unhappy in it. And they're just like not happy campers. Anyway, so uh, being a plant obsessed gal, I popped down to uh, B&Q, got a bag of soil, and I repotted all my plants that were in that cock soil. Um, cock in, is in Afrikaans. It means horrible, like gross. Um, and, um, Thomas got some new soil and he is freaking flourishing. He's honestly like such a fucking diva. He just looks so sexy at the moment. So, uh, yeah. So Tomo is, um, is on the prowl by the looks of it because he is certainly, uh, killing it. You know what else I did this weekend? I went to Ikea and I didn't murder a single person. I didn't like, I didn't overspend either, which I was quite surprised about. We kind of went in with a list of things we wanted. So a lot of like the departments, we kind of like ran through the kiddies department fucking bolted. Um, but got, uh, one thing I did buy and it was one of the first things, if you've ever been to the big Ikea in Croydon, in London, uh, as you come in, you go up an escalator. It's the first thing you do. And they normally have like bits and bobs right there at the very beginning uh, that sort of like entice you. And they actually did. And I found this big glass uh, water dispenser with like a little sweet little like, I don't know what they're called. Um, It's got like a little puppy that you moved from one side to the other. And it's got like a little, you know, like you put like booze in it. You can put like, like pims or... I don't know. I can't think of what it is. Anyway, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's like that glass thing. It's got a little puppy at the bottom. I mean, that's the technical scientific name for it. And um, you can put water in it. So what I did is it's I filled it. It takes like five liters of water, I reckon. Because it sort of, I filled like three and a bit. Yeah, Jamie, fuck. I don't know why I needed to work that out. It's five liters of water because I put three 1.5 liter bottles of water in plus extra. So yes, five. Um I swear, I'm losing the plot. Oh, by the way, no, I'll finish the story first. Otherwise, I'm just going to go off on a tangent today because I'm, my brain's all over the place. Anyways, I bought this thing and um, I filled it with water and I put lemons in it. And I put like awesome fresh lemon water. I'm very fucking proud and chuffed. Um, and I forgot the other thing I was going to go off on a tangent about. Oh, my God, my brain is everywhere today. I swear. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So last week, guys, I was the worst podcaster of all times. And 
like four o'clock on Wednesday afternoon and went, oh, you should probably like record your podcast, hey? Because obviously my podcast comes out on a Wednesday. So it is now 8.39 on Tuesday night. I'm lying in bed watching Angry Birds 2, the movie on Netflix, and went, you need to do your podcast because there's no dang way that you're going to do this two weeks in a row to your listeners. So I literally got out of bed again and I've come through and I'm recording my podcast because I love you guys. And I didn't want you to not have a podcast on time this week. So you're welcome. Um, I spent the day today um, watching. There's a new. Uh, I work from home and I, I you know, I, I live alone. I don't like the, the, the background being quiet in my flat. I actually really don't like the silence. And yeah, just it. it I become lonely. Um so I always have the TV on, always. Um, I, I pretty much, the only time my TV is off is when I'm sleeping. And um, it's just it's just how I am. I just, I like the noise. And I, I, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm watching it. I just like the noise. So I, but working and sort of, I always have something on in the background. So I fly through so many series because I'm literally at home all day. Um, and I watched Sex Life today, which is a new series that came on Netflix. And I am so surprised that Netflix has kind of like allowed the series. It is so sexual. Um, and it's obviously, I would say, probably like somebody's diary that they've turned into like a movie. I mean, it ended up being a pretty good story. And the ending of it was quite surprising, actually. You kind of... Um, you thought it was going to happen, then you didn't think it was going to happen, and then it did happen, and then you're just like, oh my god, all right. But um, very graphic, very sexual. You get a full frontal of one of the Australian actors, and then I Googled it today because, of course, I did. Uh, and apparently, because, I mean, he's very well endowed, and apparently it's actually not even his, it's a prosthetic. And you're like, is it though? They did such a good job with making it look so realistic. Anyway, so if you're looking for a very graphic, sexual, very like raunchy series, then um, give that one a go. Um, definitely not for children and definitely not for young people. I would not recommend um, you watch it with your small people around, if that makes any sense. Uh, my, my mom is moving on Friday. She's finally going to move and just go like be with my stepdad and just like, just go live their best lives. So, you know, London, they're so far away from all my nieces and nephews and, you know, um, we've got quite a big family. I mean, my stepfather's got five children. My mom's got three. There's 11 grandkids. And, you know, I'm the only one that they are living near. And it's just, you know, they kind of want to be closer to everybody else. So they're going to be abandoning me and going. Uh, so me and my mom went to St. Annie today in Wimbledon Village for lunch, which is definitely one of my favorite restaurants. Um, if you're ever in the area, if you're in the area watching Wimbledon at the moment, because Wimbledon is on, then please go and support them. They are just, oh, their service is phenomenal. The owners are lovely. The um, the food is incredible. It is so good. It's a modern Italian. It's very good food. I've never had a bad meal there. And every waiter remembers me by my name. They all come over and say hello, even if they're not serving my table. Um, 
just a really an incredibly good restaurant so i would really really recommend them and they are my review for the day i'm doing this a little bit early because they deserve it uh what amazing service what an amazing restaurant and um you can never go wrong i know I've, I've spoken about them before but i have to give them the kudos they really really are a great restaurant so me and me went for lunch today and um we i'm trying to see her every day before she goes um i mean it's not like she's moving out of the country it's not like i'm never going to see her again it's just she's not like up the road and i probably see my mother two three times a week so it would be really nice i mean it's nice for them they're going to be happier and all of that but um yeah they're leaving me they're leaving london so i'm quite sad um but i went to one of my besties last night and we did the love island <laughs> launch we had a launch party so sunday i something had happened i was really angry um spiraled a little bit out of control and i fucking started drinking on sunday and i haven't really been drinking lately so my i used to like drink so much wine and like power through bottles of wine like in the week and on the weekends and you know i was drinking quite excessively and ever since lockdown i've kind of like kind of over it at the moment and I'm not drinking at home, you know, if I'm going out, I'm sort of like well behaving. And obviously I hurt my ankle after that boozy night. And it kind of like taught me a bit of a lesson that maybe you need to like slow down a little bit. So, but anyway, Sunday I ended up drinking two bottles of wine, drinking pizza, uh, eating pizza with my mates. Absolutely vomited my little lungs out <laughs> because I'm a chop. Um and felt very sorry for myself didn't sleep well obviously from all the booze it was just dumb i mean i was drinking patron like i was like drinking like i had a shoot of patron that i was like sipping and drinking a bottle of wine like i don't know who i thought i was anyway sort of like cr cried up my feeling <laughs> anyway so monday night we me and kendall had uh decided we we're gonna do the love island um launch party but of course because i had like boozed it up the day before we were gonna like have play drinking games for every time they said certain things you know um like she's my type on paper or we're gonna play all these drinking games ken like literally put out so many snacks she made it so freaking cool and i was hung over and literally had like half a drink which i knocked the other half over and um was sober and in bed by 10 last night or 11 last night so um yeah adulting freaking hard but i think there's definitely going to be some predictions for this year's um Love Island. I mean, of I think the girl in the blue. What is her name? Uh, I want to say Jade. She. I immediately dislike her. Um, I think she's a little bitch, and I think uh, she's mean to all the boys. I think she's really. She, I don't think she's a nice person. So I'm hoping she gets tossed out. So somebody better mug her off. Um, you know. I love the fact that they if you haven't watched Love Island just go run because it's trash TV but like it's trash TV and I'll probably be talking about it for the next eight weeks so um, you know it's somebody will always be mugged off um, somebody's going to scream their head off you know until you know there'll be a massive fight I think um, you know, one contestant will become the instant favorite with viewers, definitely. Um, you know, one of them will be the hated one, which I think is going to be Jade. Um, and there's a new girl that's coming in tonight that 
in her intro, she said she's not impartial to married men. And, you know, even though he her, her boss has got a wife and children, she still drunk calls him on the weekend. So she's just given herself this really awful reputation before she even walks through the gates. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight when she actually comes in and the other girls have a bit of competition their way. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm on I'm on the Love Island train at the moment, listening to Love Island, listening to um you know, following that. I what I normally do is because I can't stand the advert, so I'll now skip tonight. And then tomorrow night, watch tonight so that every night I could just fast forward through the ads. So I'm always a day behind. Um and then I try not like read any news about what's going on so that I can stay like I always have something to watch. But guys, I know for my lovely listeners out there, it has been Pride Month and, um, you know, happy Pride. I haven't actually mentioned it in my podcast this month. And I have to apologize because uh, one of my listeners um, just sent me a message and said, you've never thanked anybody. Or you never wished anybody happy Pride. And. I thought about it and um, it's very true. I haven't mentioned it and I must apologize that um, I didn't actually acknowledge um, such a significant month. And I'm really sorry about that. And I did apologize to that lovely listener as well. Um, I'm sorry that I didn't. Uh, it's I, It was not something intentionally done. It wasn't something that I like excluded. Um, I am a straight lady and for me... Sometimes I don't know if it's my place to talk about. Um, so what I did is I googled, um, you know, ways that straight people could be allies to pride. And I sort of did a little bit of research for myself and I found some really interesting information. And I really found there were so many articles that were really helpful Um and, you know, I think I think as a community, you you have to, you know, ask yourself firstly, like, wh why are you being involved? Are you being involved or you're not? Um, you know, can you help other people by reflecting on their intentions? Um, are you sort of like bringing awareness to people? It's always really important. And I haven't done that. And I have this platform and I haven't acknowledged it. And I do, I, I actually feel really terrible that I haven't. And I understand that, you know, I may have questions about the LGBTQ plus community or, um, you know, history that I don't understand. And one of the things that I discovered is that it's not, and I'm, I, I don't know if I'm using this word correctly. So if I'm not, please correct me. Um, but it's not the queer community's guide to educate, especially because it's Pride Month or, be, or about pride. Um, it can come off as insensitive and intrusive to just start like questioning somebody about their sexuality, especially like if you're going to like a, the pride parade, for example, and then suddenly you start like questioning somebody about their life and their choices and their beliefs and you know, what makes that person happy. So I think it's important that for us that are straight um, is that we do our own research and we don't rely on the queer community to sort of like answer the questions about sexuality for us. And I mean, if you've got somebody that, that um, you can talk to great, but don't like, don't assume that everybody's there to like help you be more understanding. And I thought that that was really, really um, 
important. And I think one other thing, if you're going to, and I'm using a lot of this as like a gay pride or like a parade or like going to like an event that sort of, that is um, sort of elevating and bringing awareness to, to pride. Um, And one of the things that I was sort of reading is that take photographs mindfully, you know, although you're trying to like capture a moment and you think it's important to like, you know, take pictures and put them on your Instagram and like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm supporting. I'm, you know, I'm I'm here. Um, You're also taking pictures of somebody that's um, expressing themselves. And I think that you have to be mindful of... um, you know, sharing other people's comfort with the world. And, um, you know, if you're going to take photos of somebody, ask for their consent first, or simply just don't take pictures of other people at all, especially when they're celebrating, they're enjoying themselves. This is their moment. This is their event. And, um, you know, some people will be more than happy to take pictures with you or be photographed, but just ahead of time is just be respectful. And take a back seat. You know, Pride is about celebrating and empowering the LGBT plus Q community and not taking away from it. And that means making physical space for the for those lovely people to celebrate themselves. You know, this is not this is not the straight person's time. Um, you know, go go find your other event if you're trying to take like make room for you. Um and you sort of like commandeering space that's that actually doesn't belong to you right now. So, you know, if you if you can't do that, then rather give your allies the space, let them have the event and don't sort of attend. Um, you know, make sure that you look at event pages before showing up. You know, if the festival plans um or sort of the event sort of says you know, everybody's welcome, then everybody's welcome. But if it's if it's a closed event or if it's for for like I'm um, you know, a, a specific community that is trying to sort of celebrate privately, then give them the space to celebrate privately, you know, uh, be gracious. And what I mean by that is, <laughs> how do I put this? So it means like abandoning the assumption that somebody who doesn't identify as heterosexual is going to be attracted to you. You know, just the way that you're not not every heterosexual person is attracted to every person of the opposite gender. It's the same with 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 an event like this. You know, um, not every single person that may have a different um, a affinity to yourself will suddenly be attracted to you. That's not the case. And that will never be the case. Uh, and introduce yourself with your pronouns. You know, pronouns are an important aspect of this community. Um, and... You know, if you don't tell somebody, if you can't always tell somebody's gender, their sexuality, or sort of what they prefer to be referred by. So don't always presume that everyone's to be called she and her. And don't always presume that it's him and, and he. You know, there's, there's pronouns that are really important and you have to have the respect and honor to give that specific person the identity that they want to be relayed as. And I think that it's it's changing the perspective. And I really liked that LinkedIn at the moment has now changed the feature that you can actually change your pronouns. Uh, and I changed mine. I mean, my, I see myself as she and her. So I changed my pronouns on um, on my LinkedIn and I quite like that. You know, be mindful of your language. Um, there's 
derogatory ways that you can speak that could be perceived really poorly. Um, and I think that pride is about reclaiming something that was previously slur, that was previously considered a crime. I don't know if it's a crime. If, I don't know if I'm using the right wording. But, um, you know, pride is, is, is an act of power. It's a time of empowerment. It's a time of, like, awareness. And, um, you know, as an ally, you need to allow your wording to be careful, you know. And um, you, sometimes words can be an act of violence to some people, you know. Um, some words are just not okay for some people. And I'm not going to give suggestions on what I mean by this. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Um, it's not a conversation I, I want to elaborate on. I'm just trying to bring a slight bit of awareness that I've learned for myself. Um, you know, and sort of like, you know, make it an okay thing for your whole family. If you're a parent, bring your kids to pride, you know, um, be enthusiastic and supportive. And pride is a, is a wonderful learning moment for children and young people. You know, I, um, think that children should grow up and let them be who they want to be. And if they see from a really young age that they can be anybody they want to be, including joining the incredibly amazing LGBTQ q plus community then they should have that like openness to do that and have fun if you're gonna if you've attended an event or you've like had fun at an event just go and have fun and celebrate and everybody has their indifference and everybody can be themselves and i am so sad that with covid and all of that we obviously haven't had much opportunity well i haven't at least um you know to sort of like go and attend a lovely event this year and I know it's the end of June and I know I'm saying this a little bit too late. I hope it's not too little too late. Um, but I just want to help join the community to stop bullying and harassment and, you know, be an ally and a support. And I, I, I truly am. And I just want to wish all my listeners out there that it's relevant to Happy Pride. Um, and yeah, let's get let's get going as a community. You know, I want this podcast to be inclusive um, I've always said if there's something I don't truly understand, I won't talk about it. And I think there's a lot of aspects to the community that I don't understand. And I would love to be educated. And I am trying to educate myself. Um, but a lot of it, I, it's not something I would talk about on this podcast. Just like I wouldn't talk about sex, religion, um, my own relationships. Because it's just... Something I don't understand, <laughs> especially my own relationships. Um, but gosh, I'm trying to get myself to motivate myself to work out at the moment. And do you think I fucking can? I'm just, oh, I'm trying to motivate. I've just, you know, I go through these phases on this podcast where I'm like, yeah, I'm gymming, I'm eating healthy, I'm smoothing. And then like there's days now, like it's it's Tuesday. I had a boozy Sunday. So by Tuesday, I just, I just don't have the motivation this week and like by Friday I'll be motivated and it's gonna be back in the pub like I just feel like I just need a little bit of like a push at the moment so I've been trying to put my gym clothes on every day in hopes that that sort of like like gets me into the mood and then I want to start like writing down like a little journal about how I feel after training you know like record your little workouts 
add a note after each activity and then that way when you go back to it you can look at that like awesome feeling and the feeling of like Rawr! oh my god i did it hear me roar um and then you'll be like oh, i want that feeling again i want that feeling again and i think creating a bit of variety so for me i haven't been into the gym because they they had this system you had to book in i never fucking booked in and i just stopped going so i'm trying to get myself to go but I need to mix it up a little bit, like bike ride, do weights. So like keep myself a little bit motivated to go. And then I want to start putting the workouts into my calendar. I think if I make myself work out, I might do better at it. Um, and then obviously like trying to find like a motivation, like keep goals, get somebody to gym with me that's going to motivate me. And like join some group things. So I think that will definitely help me. But with a bloody lockdown, you can't really join any group workouts because you can't be close to anybody. And I'm trying to cut out the unhealthy food because last week I just literally had takeout all week. Then had a boozy weekend. And then like by this week, I'm like, Bleh. I just don't feel like doing it. So I'm going to try and motivate myself. And if you guys have any like cool, motivational, healthy stuff, please DM me on Instagram. Give me some motivation. Give me some advice. Like, you got this, girl. Like, give me some, like, tips. Give me some of your workouts. Anything that you're doing that you think will help motivate me, please. I want it. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. I'll give you a little shout-out and be like, I got this cool tip from, like, blah, blah. And my Instagram is just James Podcast, just underscore James underscore podcast um, on Instagram. My fa I'm on Facebook guys I you know me I hardly ever look at it I don't really follow it I'm not very good on Facebook so Instagram is my jam I try and put like motivation like things that I find funny on there um and yeah any sort of like updates and stuff always go on my Instagram so follow me along on there if you want to um and then obviously if you get the conundrums you gotta send it there as well um but yeah, I had this morning, I sort of I had a really good night's sleep last night. So the night before, obviously boozy night. Um last night, Love Island, got home at like just before eleven and I think my I was lights out, washed my makeup off, brushed my teeth, literally climbed into bed. I'd had a shower before I left and I'd literally lay on the couch, so I didn't need a second shower. Um so I climbed into bed, uh, had a good night's sleep. And then this morning I was in such a good mood. And then I got this rude customer that phoned me. And I was just like, why? You know, why Why must you be so rude to somebody on the phone? And I think the thing is, is that there's so many ways you can try and handle it. And trying to stay calm. Because I've got that, like, South African streak in me. Like, if you're going to be mean to me, my first reaction is to be, like, a complete bitch back. But, of course, when you're, like... When it's a customer service call, you can't, like, be rude and sort of, like, break my customer's, like, um, reputation by me being rude because I'm a reputation of my customers. So, you know, avoid fighting with fire and sort of, like, the tactic of, like, inflaming the situation further is just not worth it. So sometimes you just simply have to take a deep breath, take, like, a vital few seconds to, like, want to not punch them. And sort of like, like stay alert to the customer's behavior. You know, they may be derogatory. They may sort of like get more, more angry. You know, for me, if I'm angry and I'm shouting at you and you stay calm, it makes me angrier because you're not responding to me. 
and that can sometimes happen. But of course, you know, your your personal space is really paramount. So if, if you feel threatened or if somebody's really rude to you, your instinct is to act really quickly. Um, and I would say never sort of put that information on social media as well. Don't be like, I'm a shitty customer today. Why a shitty customer? Because don't put it out in the world. Don't put it back out there. Just take, don't take it personally. That person is not specifically angry with you. They're angry at your product. They're angry at the service. But they're not targeting their frustration as you as an individual person. So, you know, there's a long-standing crisis that's happening with COVID-19. And people get magnified by really small things because we've been in shutdown we've been locked down this we're not in a normal world right now yes this happens in the normal world i'm not saying it doesn't i'm saying at this moment today things are slightly more elevated and sometimes you have to emphasize with your customers even if you don't want to even if you don't agree with them but if you have to if you want to learn how to really cut, work with angry customers is try role playing, not with a customer. I'm saying with your team, with your boss, you know, there's a lot of tips to role playing online. You can do courses, but start rehearsing your responses to various challenges. And that will really help you with difficult customers. So when the true scenario happens, you're then in a position that you feel comfortable, that you can actually stay calm answer the right things, talk rationally, say the things that the customer needs to hear and listen and appreciate and apologize. You know, rude customers obviously just often just need to vent their frustration. They often just need somebody to listen to them and demonstrate that you reflect, say things back to them. What I'm hearing is, is this. Uh, so what do, is this what you mean by this? And be aware of the tone of their voice be aware of sort of the 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 subject, which is, you know, are they being abusive? Are they sort of like, is there an instinct you need to follow here? Is the customer's grievance actually genuine? And does it prompt an apology? You know, you also don't want to take responsibility for something that, that may create sort of like a suing of the company or things like that. But there's a flow of rude, rudeness that you sometimes need to calm them down. And stay firm. Sometimes you need to be assertive. Get your message across. If somebody's screaming, shouting, they're not always listening to you. But if the customer's repeating the point over and over again, at preventing you from getting a word in, then sometimes it, there will come a time when you need to respond. And you need to do so very clearly, confidently, address the details of the situation, especially if this customer's saying something that's factually wrong, and ask us for... And, or, or asking you to go against like company policies and things like that. It's This is never an easy thing to do. And customer service calls are never an easy thing to do. But if you, if you remind yourself that about why you're holding your line, you know, if you're, if you, there's, you know, key responsibilities that you in your job or have to enforce, then it's there for a reason and it's part of your job. But if you, if it's something you can't handle, give it to your manager. You know, if your manager's on your team and they need to resolve the situation, send it up. If you are the manager, sorry, <laughs> then you got to solve the problem. Um, and the best way is to disarm the rude customer and involving them in solving the problem, keeping them in the loop of what you're going to do to resolve and sort of accept the situation. 
that is the best way to, to calm somebody down. If they feel that they are being listened to, that their complaint is justified, and you make a little bit of fuss about them. And then sort of like encourage the root customer afterwards. Once the situation is resolved, once they're happy with you, everything's done. You know, it was a highly stressful experience and it's important to breathe afterwards. And you're likely to gain some valued perspective that you're going to remember for the next customer that this happens to. And the way you deal with this customer will help you grow yourself in, in the role. And customers' rude rudeness is often like it's going to keep reoccurring. If they're rude and you're it hadn't helped them and you read back to them, next time they call in, they're going to be just as rude again. So there's so many different scenarios. Um, I would read a couple of articles on like emotional labor and it's like how to manage your emotions and remain positive at work, especially if your role or the environment that you work in sort of encounters quite a bit of rudeness. It would be a really helpful art, you know, articles to have a look at at what emotional labor is and how to manage your emotions at work. It's really, really good. And support team members after a confrontation. You know, if somebody's just dealt with a really awful customer and it's really upset them, is sit down with them and discuss what happened, what they went through. And you might sometimes find that just you sort of being their support when they've just dealt with a rude customer is um is really helps them with the situation and also again teaches you parts of the situation how to handle it as a team and how to deal with it as a team especially like when you're all like going through it together um and sometimes that will just like really really help um you know, teamwork and hopefully customers won't be mean to you because there's nothing worse than a mean freaking customer like I had today. Anyway, I handed her over and it was resolved by the, the clinic director. So it went well, all's done. Um, I wanted to look at something else the other day as well. I, um, I'm looking after two little doggies coming up for a couple of days. Um, and I've got a sort of house at, uh, the the host family you know they're they're going away and they're leaving with me they're two little dogs it's part of my uh dog business that i that i own um you know every now and again i sort of dog sit and have dogs come stay with me and um it's the first time i'll be going to this lovely family's home they've just moved themselves all the way down in kent um they used to live in london and of course they um they of course are going away so i'm going to be looking after their, their little doggies but I thought of little things, especially this time, you know, if, if people are going away, we're starting to like, the worlds are opening up again. Um, and sometimes you might be house sitting. And I wanted to like, look at things that would make you a good house sitter. And um, one of the things is keeping regular communication with, with the family that have gone away. So if you're house sitting, you're plant sitting, you're looking after their pets, um, is keep regular communication, you know, like, you know, are the, do they prefer emails, WhatsApp, texting, homing pigeons, calf stone tablets, like, you know, do they want that delivered by ox? Like, how do they want you to communicate with them? It's like, give them daily updates, you know, if you have questions, like, take, you know, get hold of them every day, um, take regular pictures and videos of their pets, so that they feel like their pets have been cared for and loved for. It's really, really important. Uh, and take notes. You know, when, when you arrive and the host is sort of like walking you through the house and telling you about the pet routine and what they want done with the plants and the fish and the cat, like take notes. It's really important that they see that you're really interested in what you're going to do. Um, 
and care for the pets as if they're your own you know like love them snuggle them bath them you know do things with them that are very cool keep them happy like cuddle um keep a journey or a log for your host you know on everything you've done every day with them like be like at 12 o'clock we went for a walk at two o'clock we like stared at birds like at 4 15 they had their medicine we had a snack like literally keep notes on any abnormalities that happen any scheduled feeding or medicines plant watering schedules phone calls that came to the house phone you know funny little memories or stories that happen while you're house sitting or like tips for future house sitters um you know do if there's laundry uh, when you leave, like strip the bed that you stayed in and like put it in the lo- you put it in the washing machine, you know, like and like clean everything that you used. So that's always a really good thing, you know. If if you finish any of their groceries, replenish it. Um, you know, sometimes they say no, don't worry about it. Enjoy the like the milk, the coffee, the tea, whatever. But when you arrive back, if you've like really finished stuff, it's sometimes it's nice to just actually get it back, especially because they'll be exhausted of their travels, and then they have to like go out and buy like more coffee because you drank all the coffee so and you know if there's any little things that need repairing leave flowers and a thank you card for letting for letting you stay there it's honestly just the little things that count and that's some of the things that make my business stand above the rest is because I do all of those things and um, it really does go a long way and I do get invited back so regularly because I've taken good care of their homes I've taken good care of their pets and it's the little the little things that actually are noticed. So, um, yeah, anybody that's uh, house-sitting, I hope those little tips help you. Um, last week's conundrum, Michelle got like a bullet. She was the only one that got the conundrum last week. So either everybody's really busy and didn't have time to reply or nobody got it i'm not sure but mish got it um (laughs) within minutes of listening to the podcast so last week's conundrum was i follow you all uh, what i follow you all the time and copy your every move but you can't touch me or catch me what am i the answer was your shadow so this week's podcast is what invention lets you look right through a wall what invention lets you look right through a wall so if you want to send your um your answers to Just James podcast, uh, Instagram. I will give you a shout out if you get it right. Uh, this week's social media. I am following. I'm obsessed with miniature dollhouses podcasts. Uh, not podcasts. Uh, TikToks at the moment where people just sit and like make miniature stuff, and I can't stop watching them. They're incredible. But I'm watching one with a gothic dollhouse that's being made, and she's literally like building things that looks like like a haunted it's a haunted dollhouse that she's making and it's so fascinating all the little details that are going into this place and she's doing everything from scratch it's absolutely incredible i'm some i'm obsessed it's called um southern gothic dollhouse so like southern like northern gothic as in like black lipstick i don't know how to explain that and then dollhouse um fascinating tiktok so i'm watching them at the moment and literally just can't watch can't stop watching her like build this little gothic dollhouse it's incredible so if you're looking for something interesting give that a try um but guys i hope you have a great week i'm sorry last week's podcast was late i'm excited that this one is on time but nothing is impossible and the words itself say i'm possible
And I want you guys to feel possible this week. I want all all of your dreams, all of your thoughts to come true this week. And I hope you dream of puppies. And I will speak to you guys again next week. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the plant.